being around sports media and a fan of oh my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily. If I'm podcast, I'm Brinson, I'm your host. We're talking some betting trends for week 15. And boy, do we have an interesting, obvious first topic that we will talk about. Joining me to break down week 16, excuse me. That's whatever. <laughs> Joining me to break down week 16's odds. Tyler Sheldon, a.k.a. Sully, what's up, buddy? What's up? How are you doing? I'm good. Um, I'm ready for, I don't know what I'm ready for. Playoffs? Playoffs, playoffs, yeah. Christmas, just a little. I guess, I guess the new year would be fine. You know, yeah, yeah. The uh, I mean, uh, look, you know, look. The for being perfectly frank, I'm not a huge fan of the NFL um, full NFL slate landing on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yep, it happens every like three years basically, and it's when it happens, it's like it becomes very uh, cumbersome for uh relating to your family <laughs> and you know who else doesn't like it jesus that's who that's true that's a good point I'm not a fan um <laughs> although although i think jesus would appreciate what aaron Rodgers and the packers are trying to do like getting into the playoffs because that would be a water to wine type of miracle that is true or some you know leaves to ayahuasca type of miracle uh, <laughs> there, you, there you go yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, ayahuasca was is probably you know what? I'll, we should probably just move on to the betting odds. Um, <laughs> we start with Philadelphia Eagles. And I got to tell you, so um, it's interesting how this works. I don't want to claim that I knew before it came out because that would be disingenuous. But it is, there, were, there was a lot of chatter 
about Hertz floating around before those reports actually dropped. And it, you could see it in the line movement. The line, and so, and nobody knew on Sunday night. On Sunday night, the line was Cowboys minus one and a half. And I suggested that it might actually move closer to a pick em because the, you know, because of the, the res- well, in the, just that the, the Cowboys would be deflated, having lost to the Jaguars, uh, Eagles could clinch. You know, people, the line moved to three on like two Monday afternoon or Tuesday, maybe. Oh, no, maybe it was Monday. It's today's Tuesday. And um, when we're recording this. And uh, yeah, I'm really getting my days mixed up here. Um, and the, uh, the it, it's in, and then the report came out on, on Monday afternoon that Jalen Hurts might not play in this game. The line shot all the way up to six and a half or seven, I believe. It is back down to five and a half. I think that is a result of people not being entire. I think when the line got to six and a half or seven, people started slamming the Eagles. People were slamming the Cowboys. So there's a there's a bunch of exposure here for the sports books on a middle where it's like Cowboys minus one and a half and Eagles minus plus seven, which is just a delightful window to have. That that's fantastic. Uh, I'm curious. What, let's talk about Jalen Hurts for a minute and and what this means for the Eagles moving forward. They don't have to beat the Cowboys this week. That's the important thing to understand. Though. Yeah. So, so what do you, I don't think Hurts is playing. Do you? I don't think so. I don't think, like you said, I don't think that they need him to play. It's not like this is a win or get in or win or let the Cowboys kind of squeak into the NFC's conversation. They can let one go if they really need one, need to. And, and ultimately, you know, Dallas, because they dropped that game last week, it really puts them behind the eight ball. They would need an utter collapse by Philadelphia, which I don't see that happening. So, one win and one win in the Phillies. Yeah. division yeah. and as i pointed out i think on the show on sunday night or at least some point um they get the saints next week the saints hold their they hold the saints first round pick next year if you can beat the saints clinch it like just get some rest against the cowboys beat the saints clinch the division and you push the saints pick higher by beating yeah. them or your pick you make your pick better by beating them it's, it's just a delightful little Howie nice Rosen is definitely aware of that. Is what I is how I would phrase that. Yeah, and, and and again, we're not looking at we're looking at this Philadelphia team. You know, I think we all consider Gardner Minshew one of the upper echelon backups in the league, right? I mean, I don't know where we want to put him in terms of like you know in, in terms of the rankings. I don't know if he's you know Jimmy Garoppolo level when they had Trey Lance or anything like that, but he's still a more than serviceable backup that could right. keep this game relatively close. I mean, Philadelphia, both these teams. Eight and six against the spread this season. Philadelphia has actually been worse on the road. They're two and five against the spread on the road. So that does give you a little bit of pause here, obviously. But I do think that there's a world where, and again, the NFL is always weird like this, where Garner Minshew is perfectly fine and Philadelphia ends up winning this game. Like if you t- if we walk away from this, it wouldn't I mean, shock me. won the Super Bowl for him, <laughs> right? <laughs> And, and so you look at it a little bit deeper, too, and, and our CBS research team did a great job kind of, you know, dissecting Minshew. In his two games with the Eagles, th- th- he's played solid. two t- Four touchdowns, one interception. He's, you know, more – he's got a touchdown ratio of 17 to 4. It's he's, – he's pretty solid. And especially when you look at his – his, his performances against pressure, which obviously the Dallas Cowboys apply an absolute ton of pressure. Since 2019, his touchdown interception ratio 17 to 4, like I was saying. His passer rating hovering around 80, which is fourth over that stretch. It's not terrible. And when you have all of the weapons that Philadelphia has around you, a sturdy offensive line, we've talked about their defense a bunch. 
he just needs to not shoot them in the foot and they'll be and this will be a field goal game i feel sorry i was i was trying to listen Jalen hurts is actually talking to the media right now and he's like mm-hmm. he even said he's like everybody knows but, but what's going on it's pretty public it's like he's like i don't want to talk about myself it's like <laughs> He's like, but being the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, you can't run from it. It's like, yeah, yeah tell us about your injuries, bro. Uh, he said he's taking it day by day. I saw Mike Garofalo tweet that all indications are it will be Minshew, and I agree. Minshew more than serviceable. 22 career starts in just four years, and two of those uh, starts, two of those years with Philly. When he started last year, he started two two starts last year at one and one. Uh, had eight starts with Jacksonville in 2020 when he went one and seven, but um, that wasn't Urban Meyer, actually. That was, but still, it was, you know, you know eight starts and then had uh 12 starts in, in 2019 with Jacksonville. We went six and six. Yeah. Pretty good. Six and six with the Jaguars. And that's starts. what I was saying too. Just if you didn't hear me, the, the Cowboys apply so much pressure, yeah. highest rate in the NFL. Minshew has played well under pressure. I mean, it, yep. it is since 2019 first in touchdown interception ratio, fourth in passer rating. Yeah. You have I'm, all that, that cast around you. You'll be fine. I, t- I tend to agree. And I think that's why you saw the line come back down. Um, yeah. I think five and a half is probably like five and a half makes me makes me think about it. You know, like um, is like it, it makes me it makes me um, hesitate to take either side. Like it's a much better seven. I'm like, give me the Eagles. Oh, yeah. And one and a half. I'm like, give me the Cowboys, obviously. Uh, five and a half. I'm like, oh, this is a tough one. Tough one. Tough one Do, doesn't it feel I mean, we've talked about this a bunch, or at least I have that. It feels like Dallas always plays down to their competition. It feels like. Wherever they find themselves on the line, whether it's Houston, where they're 17-point favorites, they were favorites going into Jacksonville, I believe, last week. It's always a one-possession game. Things get fluky. Dak Prescott hasn't been sharp over these last few weeks, throwing a bunch of interceptions. If you tell me that this is a field goal game one way or another going into the two-minute warning, I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of exactly where I thought this game was going to go. Yeah, and so I think uh, that's where I'd be leaning to if, you know, if, if, Right now, five and a half. I'm, I'm taking the points with the Eagles. The total still is at like 46, though. I don't think that's it. Hey, if it came down, it didn't come down much. Like, it, right. I mean, that's a pretty high total for a backup quarterback situation. And so let's talk about this, you know, piece of it. Because if you want to look big picture, obviously we just do the trends for this week. But let's just say Minshew is phenomenal and is just they they cruise. They look like the Philadelphia Eagles. Does that do anything in your mind to hurt Jalen Hurts' MVP case? Oh, that's a great point. Um, I think him missing. These games, I think him missing mo- any games hurts his MVP case. I believe. I don't know if you saw this. Um, I saw this on SVP Sports Center last night, and I but I didn't. I haven't looked it up yet. This is pretty crazy. Do you, have you looked at the MVP awards? MVP uh, odds. Sit, don't look now because because yeah. Put your put your freaking hands up, Sully. Um, I just don't, I don't trust Breach. I, I trust you. It's not like Breach. I don't trust. Um, so Jalen Hurts was minus one forty, right? Okay, something like that. Minus one seventy, maybe. Mahomes is like plus 200 or plus 150, something like something in that range. Is that probably right? Sure. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Sounds right. The injury thing with Hertz is announced. What do you think happened to those odds? Specific numbers wise. Did it just flip entirely? It did. It did flip. What do you think Mahomes is right now? He's it's what would you say Hertz was minus 170 or one minus 150 ish. Is he is he not is he minus one seven? Minus three hundred. Three hundred? Yeah. Hertz right now is plus five fifty to oh. win the MVP. And Josh Allen also plus five fifty. Joe Burrow plus five fifty. And then Justin Jefferson into a one hundred fifty to one. Those that does not that is an overreaction to me. Yeah, that feels a little overreactionary to me. 
I, I, I mean, at this point, I mean, now, we don't even know if he's necessarily out yet. Like, correct. We don't know if he's out yet. Um, I still think voters will want to reward him for this incredible season if the Eagles go on and or, but there is a very good chance that he ends up missing week eighteen as well. Mm-hmm. So if he misses week set week sixteen, if he misses week sixteen and Gardner Minshew and they win with Gardner Minshew, there's no real reason to bring him back for the rest of the year unless you just really want to let him get the MVP. Right. Right. Yeah. Because so. if you if you have a shoulder strain, now on the other hand, it's like, and again, just sort of look at it globally, it's like if you sit him this week and Minshew wins and you clinch because if they if they win this week, they clinch, clinch home field advantage. They clinch the number one seed. They clinch the division. Obviously, they're already in the playoffs. They, 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 there's, nothing, there's nothing left for them to play for. They're not undefeated. Your quarterback has a shoulder injury. So my, my point is, like, would you rest him? Would you, would you let him stop playing football for a month? Because that's a long time. I was going to say, that's a big stop start. When you're you talking about, too. I was going to say, when you're talking about the first round bye as well, that feels like a little bit too long for me. I mean, really, it's it's week 18 and then the bye is the big question, obviously, in terms of stopping. I think he plays week 17 if he's healthy. I don't, I don't know if you hold him out there because, like you're saying, that just feels like way too much time to miss to then all of a sudden rev things back up to try to go win a Super Bowl. You kind of want to keep that rock skipping at least a little bit. So week 16 uh, was actually last year was also a Christmas game. So we had like three Christmas games. The Sunday was the 26th, right? So you got, let's just say, for the sake of argument, you got the 26th. And then I'm just looking at the the um the schedule the, when when the when the number one seed played for the first time be Sunday January 23rd you're talking like almost a full month of football yeah that's a really 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 long time but to to not play football it, it, it's it's a tricky situation I mean I you mean, know that you know that Hertz is going to want to play he's going to want to try to solidify that himself that MVP no doubt about it and and I think he wants to be out there for his teammates and he doesn't want but I mean, like you can't. And again, it depends. Like, is it you know, is it something where sitting him out is just prolong? Like, is it actually recovering, or is it just prolonging possible future injury? I don't know. It's just it's a it's a weird it's a weird situation, man. You, I don't I don't know how you handle it because like it would almost be better if you were just in a in a dogfight for the playoffs, right? And like, and it's just the choice is really made for you. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you could play him weeks. You could sit him week sixteen, week seventeen. Hope you win one of them. But then, then you have to come back and you're like, you have to, if you lose both, then you have to win week 18 or else, you know, Dallas could potentially steal the division or San Francisco or Minnesota could steal the one seed. You know what I mean? Well, well I guess, I guess the decision could be made for you this week if you do lose to Dallas because you want to completely shut the door and then you'd play in week 17. Right. Because you all of a sudden don't want to have Minshew play these next two weeks. He loses. And then you kind of got to throw Hurts back out there in week 18 when you could have rested him for two weeks then instead of the two weeks prior. Yeah. So, actually, it would be the, the team that would be hawking them down. I guess it would be the – what is it? It's 81% first round by. Who am I missing here? Who's the other – the Cowboys? Or is it the – I guess it would be the Vikings maybe? Could the Niners get in there? No, I don't think Yeah, so. Niners can get in there, I think. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they could – yeah. They – um. It's still a really good chance that the Eagles would get the one seed, you know, if, even if they lose two straight. But, yeah. um, you know, I mean, if they if they lose out and the Cowboys went out, they the Cowboys get the no the the Vikings are the the Vikings would be the favorite. Wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um. So yeah, interesting. 
I don't know, man. It's, it's tough. I don't. I don't. I don't know how you handle it if you're if you're Nick Sirianni. I think you, what you want to do is just hope that. that J- Car- I would not play Jalen Hurts this week. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, again, it, it's it's it's. It's it's tricky because you kind of this is one of those games that kind of felt like it was building towards you have you know Micah Parsons talking about Jalen Hurts and all of this other stuff leading into this game and you wanted to finally see this head on head because obviously earlier in this season it was Cooper Rush for Dallas so we haven't seen Dak Prescott the Cowboys fully healthy going up against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles fully healthy this kind of felt like it was going by losing the Jaguars if they don't lose to the Jaguars then you know maybe you're still rolling them out there yes I think Um, that's exactly true. All right, let's uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we will talk some more trends for this coming week. Next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Oh, yeah, baby. Nickness. MVP. Russ. First Baker. Can't wait. Make sure you watch on Nickelodeon. Pretty sure you can stream on Paramount+. Plus. Check it out. If you're listening to the podcast, you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about. We had a commercial for the Nickelodeon game on the video show, youtube.com slash pick six. Okay. We, I, mean, it, I think, I think we'll, we'll know more. We'll know more about the, what the Eagles want to do, what they plan to do when we get, you know, a little bit closer to the weekend. And again, you can play this week. I wouldn't rule that out. I mean, no. And I mean, if all of a sudden he decides to play, I wouldn't play him either. But if he plays, do you feel better or worse about that number really quick? If you have, if they feel good enough to play him, then I then I want the five and a half. Exactly. And I think that's why I think that's why I came back off the seven. People are like, look, he ain't even ruled out yet. Yeah. And, and it's like we don't if it, it's it's not like it's a broken collarbone or you know, like we don't anyway, we don't know the extent of it. But yeah, I think I mean I would I'd be I'd be taking a peek at plus five fifty MVP odds too. Mm-hmm. You know? For sure. Um Bigos Patriots. This would be a much spicier game. Two years ago, that's true. <laughs> like I don't even know. I mean, the Patriots are uh, the ending to that Patriots game. I mean, I feel so bad for Jacoby Myers. He's just been getting blitzed by everybody. Well, this I mean, is come the, on, this man. Is the thing. You have him. the Manny Cassidy who's going to show him something at practice that he wouldn't want to see. Like, I mean, you know what it is though. You have Jacoby Myers and obviously Ramondre Stevenson, the two kind of perpetrators. The guilty on that parties. Side. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But they wouldn't even have been in that game if it wasn't for those two players either. So That's as true. much as they they blew that game, it was Ramondre ripped off the big run, or, and then Myers had a big catch on one yeah. on their touchdown play in the second half. You know, you, as, as much as you don't want to kind of even things out and say it's a wash because it's not because they lost the game on that play, but those I mean, two guys. Me, that's me. That's coaching. Yeah. Oh, your quarterback's coach, your your defensive, your offensive coordinator is a former defensive coordinator, and your quarterback's coach, or your quarterback's coach is a former special teams coach for your team. Mm-hmm. Like, w- what are you telling your offensive players if not, hey, the game is tied. Don't don't do the pitchy pitchy woo woo. Um, this team right now is not a good, not a well-coached football team. Crazy. And it's weird to say because Bill Belichick's the head coach, but they just are not, like you were saying. The defense, the offensive coordinator was a defensive coordinator. The special teams coach is now a quarterback's coach. It just feels like everything's out of whack, and it feels like Mac Jones has been visibly frustrated over these last few weeks, and it just feels like it's going to trend in a wrong direction. And next up, they have the team that is not only a, a legitimate threat in the AFC, but they are the best team in the NFL record-wise against the spread in the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. It just and, uh, like this is a blowout. You think so? I think so. I think this is a kind of nail-in-the-coffin kind of game for the New England Patriots, even though it kind of felt like that was last week with Chandler Jones scoring uh, that touchdown. It feels like – it feels what it feels like to me is one of those um, Bills games over the last, like, two years or so where it's like, oh, Bills are trying to come and take the division from Belichick, and he's not going to let him have it. And then the Bills come in and just take – like, just like, no. Yeah. We, are, we have a better roster, and we have the quarterback. And you no longer have your magical Tom Brady powers. So give us the division. Give us the win. We don't care if it's in Foxborough or not. Um, could definitely see Joe Burrow wanting to make a statement in this game too. Not only that, it's, you know, as much as we're talking about Jalen Hurts and all those MVP odds, you know, Joe Burrow could sneak in there as well. There is a path here for Cincinnati to get the number one seed in the AFC. They still have Buffalo next up on their schedule. We've seen both Buffalo and in uh, uh, Kansas City kind of flirt with losses on games where they shouldn't even, they, they were double-digit favorites in. If one of these teams slips up, obviously Cincinnati already has the head-to-head tiebreaker with Kansas City from earlier in the year. If all of a sudden they beat Buffalo, you're talking about them creeping up into the one seed. And if you look up and Joe Burrow goes nuclear over this last month, I, I don't know where that puts him in terms of the MVP conversation, but I feel like it's a lot higher than he is right now. I think Joe Burrow can win the MVP easily. Yeah. Like this is this is a, a Jalen Hurts is the was the favorite, I guess. Um he Jalen Hurts can still win it. Patrick Mahomes is the favorite. I don't think Mahomes has like distanced himself to the point that he should be minus three hundred. Like he's been, he's been very good. He's going to be on everybody's ballot. But both Josh Allen and Joe Burrow could just light up the final three weeks of the season, steal the number one overall seed by virtue of their quarterback play. And if that happens, they will get the votes for for MVP. Particularly if Jalen Hurts doesn't play two of the next three weeks. And as we've seen it over the last few years and and all of that, this is a very Recency bias. bias award. The hot hand towards the tail end of the season wins it more often than not. And we're still kind of up in the other. As much as Hertz has been the kind of wire-to-wire pick, as we're seeing right now, clearly things can flip on a dime. And not only flip, but like flip dramatically with the with the odds that Patrick Mahomes has right now. Yeah, exactly. We saw, I mean, like a Hertz, a Hertz injury that is like fairly nebulous completely flipped the whole thing, which is just pretty it's just wild. Um yeah, I would. Uh, I would look at. I wish. I wish I'd gotten some Burrow to win the MVP earlier. Um, I'm probably going to get some more Josh Allen. I've got a little bit of that now. I think you could see very easily Josh Allen 
I, I think voters want to give it to Josh Allen. And three, just great weeks from Allen. He's he's playing much better, coming off the injury pretty well. And um, yeah, I think voters would be interested in giving to him. I actually see him at eight to one. Mm. And Burrow at eight to one. Mm. Mm. That's nice. Um, I got some bagels at twelve to one to win the Super Bowl or fifteen to one to win the Super Bowl. Um, I, I feel. I mean, how I don't know how good you can feel about it. They're playing great football, so I'm not I'm not upset about it by any stretch of the imagination. They're seven and a half to one now. Um, if they smoke the Patriots. Is that and what is? It's hard to remember what when the, when when these games are specifically. Is that game one o'clock Christmas Eve? Okay, so sort of just a kind of a kind throw. of in the middle of middle of. Uh, that one might be on C. That one might be on C. Probably is. So the pa- so local. I'm just thinking like locally for me. I mean, you'll get it locally, obviously. But yeah. the Lions play the Panthers yes, on yep. Christmas Eve. And what time is? I'm just there's a whole. Washington is at four or five. Uh, interesting. So the, that that might very well be the Patriot. That might well be the main CBS game at one o'clock. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, this. Yeah. Is, I mean, I think people will love to watch the nail be put in the coffin for the Patriots nationally. Yeah. And you have the one of the hottest teams in the AFC in Cincinnati going right now. That that makes a lot of sense to me. And so it's, it's one of only uh, three games in that one o'clock window, along with the Giants, Vikings, and Seahawks, Chiefs, that feature two teams at five hundred record 500 or better record so yeah could make total sense and if burrow if burrow has a monster game on christmas eve that, P, that a bunch of people watch like it's you know you're talking about like you're getting it all over the northeast you're getting it all over the southeast potentially obviously all over you know like if, if big swaths of the country watch joe burrow light up bill belichick defense on christmas eve i think his i think his mvp odds will drop down to like two to one it wouldn't surprise um, me at all. And, and, and then again, you look at this team in Cincinnati, 11 and three against the spread this season. That's the best in the NFL Patriots three and three against the spread at Gillette stadium this year. It's just, you know, it, it, this, I know the three and a half might scare some people. I think you lay that easily. Okay. You're the, you're the, uh, you're the experts on, you're the expert on the Pats. I, 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 I you, look, sometimes, you know, when your team stinks, I mean, you know, you know, uh, Jags and jets, Jags are four, one and one against the spread over this Lawrence hot streak of six games. What a massive game for Jacksonville. It's the Thursday night game. They're at, at the Jets. It's also like a huge potential coming out party, I think, for Trevor Lawrence in the sense that, you know, we know that he's been playing really well the last few weeks. And everybody, everybody else might not know that. He could come out and, and just really light them up and 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 I think sort of change the national perspective of the the Jacksonville Jaguars. But but then again, the Jets may slow them down. Yeah, and not only that, we have Zach Wilson in this game because Mike White has yes. already been ruled out. So you got the number one overall pick from the 2021, uh, right? 2021 yeah. NFL draft, and this number two overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft going at it. Obviously, two very different roads yeah. for these quarterbacks to get to this game. Extremely. But yeah, when you're talking about Lawrence, I totally agree with you. This feels like a coming out party on the national stage. The Jaguars are 4-1-1 one, one against the spread over this streak. With them, and they are very much within striking distance of getting the AFC South title. So for me, you look at what Lawrence has been able to do over this stretch: one eleven point two passer rating. He's completed over seventy percent of his passes in these last six games. I just don't know how you fade them at this point. Yes, New York has a just absolutely tough defense, but ultimately, I do feel like this is the type of player that generationally can come out here and just kind of defy those things. So that's kind of where I look at 
with Jacksonville. I know New York obviously has been, you know, solid defensively and they played well under Mike White. And Zach Wilson was okay over the last few weeks, but you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily feel great about them at all in this game, especially if I if I get this correct, and I'm gonna look it up. I do think, yeah, they're the, the New York Jets are laying one point in this game, which kind of is interesting. Jaguars obviously getting a point, the total 38. I would love to get the Jaguars here at minus 105. That's kind of where I look at with the Jaguars in this one. But ultimately, it does feel like this shouldn't be close as much as Lawrence has been solid here. My, uh, sorry. Yeah, you're good. Don't worry. I was, I was talking all about the Jaguars. I look up and you're gone. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I said a slight message. My chrome crashed. Uh, we we're going to test your filibuster skills. Um, anyway. I went for a second. Cool. And I was like, oh, he's gone. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't mean to leave. This, uh, my 2010 iMac won't can't update Chrome and so crash repeatedly. Uh, Kansas City, talk Chiefs. Sure. <laughs> Chiefs, uh, two Seahawks. KC is one four and one against the spread at Arrowhead. That's unbelievable. Mm. I mean, I think that it's interesting when you look at Kansas City and when you look even like the Bills too in this game when they're when they're going to Chicago. Both of these teams juggernauts in the AFC, laying around nine and a half, nine points. Both of them, but specifically with Kansas City, you think that that's kind of a, a pretty big number, but Kansas City won four and one against the spread at Arrowhead this season. Haven't been a good bet at home. I know, that's what I'm saying. That's like, that's crazy, man. It's like almost, I, I do, this is, I don't really get the minus 300 thing with Mahomes as the MVP. Right. Because I mean, like, it almost feels like people are saying, okay, there's really no one else. Mm-hmm. Like, just sort of, like, they're defaulting to Mahomes, which, if that's the case, minus 300 is a very weird number. And I don't even think that it's really, like, oh, we're, we're overlooking him because he's so great. He set such a high standard that, you know, it's, it's almost like what Tom Brady's been, you know, for years, Aaron Rodgers, all these elite quarterbacks. You almost gloss over these great seasons because it's not up to their standards. I don't even know if we're necessarily there with Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he's had a bad season, obviously, by any stretch of the imagination. He leads the league I don't in know passing, if he's... Yeah, he leads the league in passing yards or passing yeah. touchdowns. He's completing but a ton I, of his passes. He, but he, I don't know if he's, like, having this runaway type of season like the odds would indicate is what I'm saying. It, it, no, I agree completely. I think that's sort of the thing for me. He's he's had, like, some gr- huge highlight moments. They're 11-3. and three, But, yeah, it's weird. I don't – it doesn't, it doesn't feel like – I feel like he, he should be minus 110. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even then, I would be hesitant to bet it. Um, I, I think I think that because Mahomes has won the MVP before, because the Chiefs are, you know, and we look at the Chiefs and like, you know, they barely beat Houston. They let Denver hang around. They lost to Cincinnati. They barely beat the. I mean, they they've just been involved in all these close games. You know, like you know they. I'm just like they've got like I think two. They blew out the 49ers. But that was a while back. Took care of Tampa a little bit. They lost to the Colts. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, Will. In their past seven games, 0-6-1 against the spread. Yeah, they're, they're not covering at all. No. And th- I think it matters. Maybe maybe, maybe that matters more in, like, my mind is, or, like, our minds is, is how we're, like, perceiving the team as a whole. Because, again, Mahomes is playing great. Yeah. But it's just not, like, I mean, like, a three-pick game against the Broncos? I don't know. There's something. There's something. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like the, the odds don't feel like a true reflection of what, of what their performance has been and, and what 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 we can expect. So I think I would be inclined to take some of the plus money on the other players on the other on the other quarterbacks there, and then you hope that, you know, 
that you get, uh, you know, hurts if hurts plays. If if, if, if hurts is going to play, that those odds will flip back again. I think. Yeah, because hurts was the hurts was the the likely MVP winner. And just to ha- right, and just to hammer it home, if if Hertz doesn't play the rest of the season, there is still a world where he wins the MVP. Yeah, I think it's I, it's less likely. Yeah, but there's still a world. I think, and remember, these voters can put down three names. So even if somebody like, and I'm just, I'm I mess around with Pete all the time, but I'm not like trying to rip Prisco. But like if Prisco says, um, like I, I Mahomes is my guy. I think Mahomes should win. In the past, he would have put down one name, Mahomes, and Mahomes gets one point. Now he can put down. Mahomes, and he's probably going to say, I'm going to reward, depending on how Josh Allen and Joe Burrow finish, like, I'm going to put one of those guys there, and then I'm, but Hurts will get a lot of either second or third place votes from people who wouldn't vote for him anyway, which keeps you in the running, and there's going to be some people who say, Hurts' season was too dynamic, too awesome not to be rewarded with an MVP. Um, if you if you miss the final three games, I think, I think it would be tough, but uh, we do have I mean, the Bills at the Bears. I mean, Josh Allen could go absolutely nuclear in that game. Um, the one o'clock games, man. So Sunday, it's Christmas Eve, one o'clock. Mahomes gets the Seahawks, Burrow at the Pats, and Allen at the Bears. That is some spice for that MVP race, because the Eagles aren't until four o'clock. And you know, if they if they if they win with Gardner Minshew, that's going to ding his case a little bit. Where if like one of those quarterbacks can absolutely take over the, the MVP race with a with a monster one o'clock Christmas Eve performance, yeah. And I mean, you're you're talking Allen too. It's not like that Chicago defense is anything super crazy. I mean, it's like I know that they kept things close last week with with Philadelphia, but and that's kind of what I was was going to point to here. You know, the Buffalo is two and six against the spread of their last day games, but I do feel like this is one of those games where you can kind of say, all right, this, like you're saying. Josh Allen could go nuclear in this game, especially with the MVP hanging in the balance, with the number one seed hang possibly in the balance for them to rise up. That's this. This feels like a good spot to me for Buffalo, even though that's a big number on the road. Yeah, I think Buffalo goes. I think, I think, I think voters really want to give it. I think most a lot of voters would love to give it to Allen or Joe Burrow, and I mean, they'd be fine if we give it to Hurts if he plays the rest of the season. But like yeah. Allen and Joe Burrow are easy for voters to get on board with it. So it wouldn't be shocking at all if they like tried to, you know, talk, you talk yourself into them, you know, the, the narrative that speaking of the bills and the bears, the bills have also not been great against the spread lately. Have they? No, no, they two haven't. And, two and six against the spread in their last eight games. What, um, you, would you lay the points there with the, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of points. I, I think so. Again, nine, you know, points, like you say, nine points. That seems like a big number. I still think I would just because I do think that Buffalo has the ability to just to kind of explode at any given moment, but especially with that Chicago defense not being great. You know, Justin Fields can kind of break a game open, I guess, just because of his raw ability. But I do think that this defense is capable enough Buffalo's. Yeah, good with linebackers. They can kind of chase him down in theory. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, they play a lot of front-facing zone stuff, maybe, you know. Frazier operates that like that can help slow down Fields. Like, Fields is Fields is a freak. It wouldn't be shocking if like he backdoored it. You know, nine's a ton of. I, I mean, I think I'm kind of inclined to take the nine points at, with a home dog just because, like this season, underdogs have been hitting so oh, yeah. so much that you know even the Seahawks is like nine and a half. Like I'm, I mean, of course, am I worried about taking the nine and a half against Mahomes possibly lighting up this terrible? You know, the Seahawks defense is terrible again. Yeah, of course, but um, nine. I mean. To, you get you get any kind of lead going in like the third quarter, 
maybe except for like 33 points that would be you can't that would, i guess i guess the colts still covered didn't they um no, the yes the colts co- yes they covered or yeah i guess it depends on when you got it but i believe they covered they held on to that 33 point lead to cover <laughs> unbelievable it's all some people care about hey it's good jeff saturday is a great coach don't have to be he's a good he's not a good coach he's a great coach he's not a great coach yeah exactly you get the point um all right anything else on the futures trying to think with the the super bowl futures some teams oh what the hell really Caesar. all right look i'm gonna tell you this i took and i said i got made fun of on the podcast for this last night I took the Green Bay Packers at a hundred and one to win the or to to win the NFC. Okay. Last night, it is now they're one twenty five. They're one twenty five to one to win the um Super Bowl now. Sixty to one to win the NFC after last night. I think a lot of people kind of hammered this around the around the and they 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 don't control their own destiny at all. Can't even can't win and get in, but man, I mean, it's like Hertz is banged up. The Vikings are vulnerable. Clearly, the 49ers have Purdy. The NFC champion stinks. The Cowboys are beatable, and then if the Lions, Seahawks, Giants, Washington, like if you get Aaron Rodgers for three games in the playoffs at a hundred to one. I don't. I, no, I don't hate it. I mean, I don't hate it from a value standpoint. Obviously, it's. I don't think it's going to happen. It's right. Extremely difficult for it to go down. But like, I don't know. Is like you're saying it, because it's in the NFC, things could get a little wonky. It's not yeah. out of the realm of possibility. It's not like there's these juggernauts of of quarterbacks. The Mahomes is the Allens, the Burrows. I wouldn't take it if he was in the NFC, AFC. Yeah, and that's why I didn't. That's why we didn't take the. I, me and my buddy David didn't take the didn't take super, didn't take the Super Bowl either. Because mm-hmm. it's like one twenty-five to one, nobody's peppering the Super Bowl. Because it's like if Rogers, if the Packers get the yeah. Chiefs or the Bills or the Bengals, they're going to get slaughtered. Um, I did, Sully, take a couple. <laughs> I guess I had a few cocktails last night. Um, let's see what the uh, so no, I mean, I had the uh, so I took the Packers hundred to one to win the NFC. I'm not going to say where I took it because I get in trouble, but um. Let's just say that uh, I actually moved the line. Wow! Yeah, I got like I went back and looked at it. Like, five minutes later, it was down to sixty to one <laughs> before the game started. Um, then I took Packers Chiefs Super Bowl two hundred fifty to one, like as an ex- like a you know exacta or a or a, a box exacta, I guess it would be because you don't it matter who wins. Packers Bills one ninety to one. Packers Bengals four hundred to one, and Packers Chargers twelve hundred to one. And then just because I was feeling frisky. I took the Lions Jaguar Super Bowl matchup, a uh, thirteen hundred to one. Wow, you really were going after it, weren't you? Yeah. Well, I'll ask you this because Caesars has this too, and I think we talked about this like probably in the middle of the season. They have the champion versus the field prop on there, uh-huh. and so it's the Bills, Eagles, or Chiefs to win the Super Bowl this year. That's minus one thirty-five. The field is plus one fifteen. That enough juice for you to look that I think way? So. Bills, Eagles, or Chiefs. So you get the Bengals, 49ers, Vikings, Cowboys. I'm trying to think of what other what are like, like teams I actually think Chargers. Super Bowl. Char- yeah, Chargers can win the Super Bowl. Packers. I mean, good Packers. I mean, <laughs> uh, Ravens, Titans. 
Yeah. Like you're oh, riding. Probably. You're going with you're you're riding pretty hard with like Cincinnati at that point, and you know I think that's the team you feel best about. Yeah, you also would love to get um, the Bengals to jump the Chiefs, which is possible because they have the tiebreaker, and get yeah. the number two seed. Yeah. Because then Buffalo and Kansas City would have to play each other before they could play the Bengals. So the Bengals would only have to play one of those teams. And you'd basically, like... You're eliminating one of those teams right there. I mean, and that could easily happen. Sure. Of course it could. Chiefs have to lose one. I was looking around to see if, you know, I, I, they don't have it right now on on Caesars, but I want to see if I can sprinkle some more on the number one overall seed because I think Cincinnati could easily rise up there. Let's see. What do they have? Let me see if we got that anywhere. I was just like Packers-Jaguars as the uh, Super Bowl matchup. 3850 to 1. Ooh. But $5 down to win $19,000. <laughs> I don't expect to see that $5. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, let me see if, uh, see if I can just find this elsewhere. The number one overall seed. I agree with you. I think that's a... Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's... I don't see that anywhere. Um, I, I wouldn't mind that. I wondered if it was taken off the board because of the Hurts injury. Yeah, they might just like white, like yeah. Um, yeah. So the Bengals have Pats. Oh, they 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 host the Bills, and then they host the Ravens. Where's the Chiefs lost though? I don't know, man. The, the Chiefs losing one of those games. I don't know. They have an easy schedule. Host down the Seahawks, right? host the Broncos at the Raiders. So the Chiefs would have to lose one. If the Bills lose one to the, so if the Bills lose to the Bengals, then the I think I think that makes the Chiefs really likely to get the one seed. I think Chiefs then become fifty sixty percent. If they win, yeah. If they if the Bills lose to the Bengals and the Chiefs win out, then the yeah. Chiefs get the one seed. So, yeah. but they drop one of those games and Bengals beat the Bills, and they went out. You're yeah, talking about them as the number one seed. But also, maybe more importantly, if the – back to your point about the field bet, if the Bengals beat the Bills, then, and the, then the Chiefs would be the one seed. The Bengals would move to the two seed because they'd have the tiebreaker over the Bills by virtue of beating them head-to-head. Yes, yes that's so if true. The Bengals, if the Bengals went out – if the Chiefs went out, Bengals went out, and the Bills go two and one, we would get that situation where – the Chiefs are one and the Bills are three, with the possibility of the, of, of, the, of them being two and three and the Bengals being one, getting that by. And then you, yeah. Then what was the what was the odds of the last time you saw it? Uh, the for what the Bengals one seed? Yeah, I forget what it was. I think it was. I mean, this is a while ago now. Right. I, I couldn't even give you the right. I couldn't even give you the right one. Right, like I remember it was. I remember being like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So yeah, a lot a lot of drama to play out. Hurts injury, and then of course all this business in the AFC. We'll be back. Uh, Brady Quinn football show tomorrow. Be back um, every day for the rest of the time. Uh, Sully, as always, a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for uh, thanks for holding it down while my crime crashed. Thanks for uh, the pod. Talk soon, man. For Sully, I'm Brenton. See you guys later. CBS Monday. NCIS. Here's what we can see. Them. NCIS and NCIS Hawaii return with all new cases. 
double tap to the chest, one to the head. These guys are professionals. All new criminals. Violent Island, they got here. Walk to paradise. And all new crimes to be solved. If you're watching this, I've been arrested. What are the charges? Just one. Murder. New NCIS and NCIS Hawaii. Monday, starting at 9, 8 central. On CBS. And streaming on Paramount+. Plus.